You are listening to the God Focused Life Podcast. I am your host, Rebecca Thompson, and my prayer is that every single listener will be inspired and challenged to be all that God has created you to be. Welcome to episode two of God Focused Life. I am so glad you are tuning in today. I hope that you are ready because today's topic is we're going to talk about the roadblocks when we know that God has given us a calling and he's given us a gifting and we are just ready to go do these things. But there's two things that will usually hinder us. One of those things is fear. And the other thing is God's timing. And I want to dig into this because whenever we set out to do something big, something that just makes our heart soar, we are excited to jump in. The biggest thing that can hinder us is fear of man. Because you know what? Not everybody is going to be on board with the thing that we want to do. Not everybody is going to be in agreement with us. Not everybody is going to see things the way that we see them. Not everybody has heard the Lord speak to our hearts the way that he's spoken to us. Not everybody has heard that same word. So I just want to encourage you. I've got some scriptures that I want to start out with, and they um, are in Psalms 27, And it starts in um, verse 11. It says, Teach me your way, O Lord. Lead me in a straight path. Do not turn me over to the desire of my foes, for false witnesses rise up against me, breathing out violence. So how often does that happen? Like the Lord will speak to us and he will give us something that we are just so excited about. And then we have those naysayers and they just kind of come out of the woodwork and they just start speaking doubt. They start speaking condemnation. Um, they start spewing out shame and they can make you feel guilty for even having a thought in the first place. So we definitely want to make sure that we are getting with the Lord, hearing his voice, getting the instructions straight from him. And when we know that the Lord has spoken, we need to stand firm on that word. And we need to go to those people that we trust, that love us, that are for us, that that don't just sit and gossip about us, that don't just sit and wait for our failure or wait for us to fall flat on our face. We want to go to those people who rejoice with us when we are succeeding, who rejoice even if we're going to experiment and try something new because we're going to get out of that boat because the Lord has asked us to. We want to be around those people who are going to cheer us on. The Bible says that there is a great cloud of witnesses. And that great cloud of witnesses are the people who are in heaven, literally cheering us on. They are rooting for us. And we just want to have those people even here on earth that are rooting for us. So um, we don't want to listen to the voice of the enemy. Number one, which would be the devil or Satan, um, the fallen angels. We don't want to listen to that voice. We don't want to listen to our own voice that can sometimes be an enemy against ourselves. We don't want to listen to those voices. We, and we don't want to listen to those friends who have never been, and maybe they're not even considered friends. They've never been for us in the first place there. It's like, sometimes they just wait. You can kind of feel it. You know that they're just waiting um, to see us fail. They're waiting to see us fall. Um, it says in verse 13, I am still confident of this, 
I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. So we want to stand in confidence. When we have heard from the Lord, we want to write those things down. I'm going to get into those verses here in just a minute. But we want to stand in confidence of what the Lord has spoken to us. And we want to stand in the land of the living. The word is very clear. It says that we can either speak life or death. The two can come out of our mouth. We can speak life in one minute and then turn right around and start speaking death. And we want to speak life because that is where God is. He wants to continue multiplying the goodness and his good works that um, he wants to see come to fruition in our lives. And that is the land of the living. And in verse 14, it says, wait for the Lord. Be strong and take heart and wait for the Lord. And I love it because it, excuse me, it even says, it even repeats itself. It repeats, the word repeats, wait for the Lord. Be strong and take heart and wait for the Lord. Okay. So sometimes when we are waiting for the Lord, There may be a process. There's a process sometimes in that waiting. And sometimes what happens is we've heard the Lord speak and he has given us a promise, but that does not necessarily mean the promise is going to happen tomorrow. It does not necessarily mean it's going to happen in a week or a month or a year. I have had words from the Lord um, and I've had confirmation of those words from different people. Um, And sometimes it's taken literally years for me to see those promises come to fruition. And other times the Lord will speak and it's like, wow, it happens by noon on the same day. But this is what we can stand assured of is that when God speaks, he will fulfill his promise. He does not speak and it not happen. Uh, The Bible says, my word will not return void. He has promises. He has a plan. Jeremiah 29, 11 says that God knows the plan that he has for us. And in that um, actually in that context, he was talking to the Israelites and he was talking um, to them when they were in captivity in Babylon. And he was talking to them and saying, I know the plan I have for you. And it is a good plan. It is for prosperity, not calamity, even though they had to go through what seemed like calamity. And um, it seemed like, oh my goodness, where is God in these situations? When, when everything looks bleak around us, Sometimes it's hard to believe that God is still there. Um, I know uh, some one of the visuals that I've used many times before, I've heard it um, spoken before, that even though the sun's not shining, I have to trust that uh, even though I can't see it shining, I still have to trust that it is shining behind those clouds. The clouds might be covering it. The rain might be pouring on my head. It might be hail or snow or a, a hurricane or a tornado. But you know what? I have to know the sun still shines, even though I might be going through a storm. So I want to encourage you that when the Lord has spoken to you and he has given you his promise, you have to stand confidently, stand strong, get the, again, reach out to those friends and have them pray with you, have them pray for you, ask them, um, can you please find a verse? Is there a verse, a Bible verse that you can send me that will help me stand strong on what God has spoken? And sometimes those friends will have another word that will attach to that word. So you may have a word from the Lord, um, uh, you know, of a promise 
And your friend may come and say, you know what? This is what I'm feeling that the Lord is saying. And listen to that friend and then write those things down. And this is what I want to share with you. Um, it's in a book called Habakkuk in the Bible. And, um, it's very, uh, it, it, it tells it, it tells us to be very, very plain, uh, when we are writing what the word said, you know, what God said, what that word is, we want to write it down detail for detail. And, um, sometimes when people speak to us, sometimes you just know, like, that is not a word from the Lord. And other times it will resonate in your spirit and say, you know, wow, I'm going to write this down. I'm going to pray over this. I'm going to, um, give, give God thanksgiving and just thank him for the word that he's given. And I'm just going to write this down and I'm going to wait for him to fulfill it. So let me give you example of what, um, the word says, what the Bible says in Habakkuk two, uh, my mentor for so many years used to read this verse over and over and over to me. Um, she walked with me and my husband, she and her husband walked with me and my husband when we went through job loss, when we walked through cancer, when we walked through really, really hard times. And that that period lasted for years because it seems like one thing after another, after another, we were, um, we were, um, number one, we were living paycheck to paycheck. And then all of a sudden that paycheck was taken from us. And then after that, um, my husband gets a job and then eventually I get cancer. And then it was like, wow, what in the world? And my mentor, Beverly would say, you need to write the vision down. We're going to pray. We're going to write these things down and see what the Lord is going to do. So let me, let me read these verses to you. It says in Habakkuk, Chapter two, verse two, it says, then the Lord answered me and said, record the vision and inscribe it on tablets that the one who reads it may run with it for the vision is yet for the appointed time. It hastens toward the goal and it will not fail, though it tarries, wait for it. For it will certainly come, it will not delay. And what's interesting in this, there's a couple of things. It says, write the vision down and make it very, very plain so that if somebody else were to come and read this vision and read, it's going to be very plain. Like they could even run with it. It was almost like if you're writing down and you're drawing the blueprints for a house, you want it so detailed, all of the measurements, all of the, uh, where everything is going to go so that if somebody else comes, another builder, a home builder comes and looks at that blueprint, they are going to be able to see the clarity and the precision of the measurements of everything that you've written down. And they're going to be able to just build a house based on those blueprints. We want to write the word of God down, write that down very, very plainly so that when somebody else reads it, they are going to be like, wow, look what the Lord has said. And then what happens when we see that word come to fruition, that's when they are going to be, they're going to come and rejoice with us. And they're going to say, wow, Rebecca, it is undeniable. When I see this in your journal that you wrote this back in 2009, that you were going to be healed from cancer, I can see because now it's 2019 and you are 10 years um, cancer free. It's a beautiful thing. And I'm not even on medication, which is another beautiful thing. Um, God has healed me from that. And I had to write the word of the Lord down. Now, in other cases, it might be a word of, 
that God wants to comfort me. You know, maybe it is going to be our time to go and see Jesus face to face. And the Lord wants to come to us and comfort us and give us peace and give us assurance as we pass from this world into the next. Or maybe if we are living with um, a pain or some kind of ailment, the Lord wants to give us the grace. He says that my grace is sufficient for you so that we can overcome it, that we can still have the joy of the Lord, even in those hard hard circumstances. We want to be able to write that vision down and stand on it and stand in hope, knowing that God is going to fulfill it. So, and it says, even though it tarries, even though you have to wait for it, my husband was unemployed and we um, ended up getting another job. And then believe it or not, later on, we found ourselves in the same boat that we were unemployed again. And then the, then my husband went to the Lord and the Lord said, you are going to be your own business owner. And Pat wrote the vision down and he was very specific in what he wrote down. And what was interesting is that when he can go back and look at that, every single thing that was written down, there were certain details that you could see that were Pat's idea, but, and then you can also see the ideas that that were a God idea. And then you can see those scriptures, how they really supported what God was trying to say. So sometimes God will say, I want you to be a business owner and I want you to, you know, do X, Y, Z for your business. And we start writing those things down, but we also want to hold that very loosely and hold it in the, you know, in the palm of our hands, but with open, like open fisted. We want our hand, our fingers like laid out so that we're laying it out so that the Lord can tweak us so that we don't just like hold on to it white knuckled and say, no, it needs to be this way. This is what I'm holding. No, we want to hold it on, hold on to it loosely so that the Lord is able to work with it. The Bible says that God is like a potter and that we are the clay. And when he puts that clay onto the potter's wheel, he can form it and mold it. And if there are different parts of us where sin is, is creeping in, or if there's like a dent somewhere or something's like malfunctioning, he can literally smash a part down and and raise it back up so that it is it, that it is perfected. And so a potter is going to be very intentional with um, his masterpiece. And we need to realize we are a masterpiece, and God has created us for a service, for a purpose, for something that he wants to do in us and through us and allow others to see um, what he's doing in us and glorify our father in heaven. So I just want to tell you, whether you are in a business and you are, maybe you've, maybe you are ready to start a business. Maybe you are working for somebody else and you are ready for that promotion. Maybe you are um, married and you want to see the next level in your marriage of the intimacy and peace between you and your spouse. Maybe you are a parent and you are, um, uh, waiting for, um, God to speak concerning your children and you are going to write these things down. You're going to sit with the Lord with your Bible and maybe you're going to grab your Google um, device, whether it's on your phone or whether it's on your laptop, and you are going to start Googling, God, what do you say about business owners? God, what do you say about a workman who is working for someone else? And what do you see say about promotions? We see Joseph 
um, in the, in the old Testament, he like went through, went to prison. He, he had a vision from the Lord. He had dreams that his brothers were literally going to bow down to him. And his brothers ended up selling him into slavery. They hated him because he was the favorite son. They sold him into, you know, um, to slavery. He ends up going to Egypt. He was in prison. Long story. Um, and tragedy after tragedy happens, but every place he was in, even in prison, he had favor from the, the warden there. He, when he was in Egypt and when he was released, he could interpret uh, dreams, which, um, ended up getting him released. And because of that, he had favor from Pharaoh and he ended up being in charge, in, in command over Egypt. Pharaoh trusted him that much because he had the wisdom of the Lord and he always gave God the glory. So we want to write those visions down. We want to write what it is that God is saying to us about our jobs, about working for somebody else and about promotions. We want to want to read the word and find out, God, what do you say about a godly marriage? How am I supposed to be as a wife? Or if you are a man um, or a husband, how are you supposed to be as a husband? to your wife? What are the things, the qualities that you are supposed to possess um, that are godly qualities that you are supposed to have? And, and how can you sharpen those? How can God pour into you and change you, change you know, us for um, a, a marriage that reflects Christ and the church? If we have children, what does the Bible say about God, you know, raising up godly children? What does the Bible have to say? Because there are so many things um, that we can read in God's word that he is for the success of us as entrepreneurs, as workers, as spouses, as single people, as parents. Um, as uh, in the ministry, there are many scriptures in the New Testament and Paul, uh, when the Lord um, gave direction into what the church is supposed to look like. And we see what pastors are supposed to look like and the church and the elders and the deacons and everybody has a, a, a part to play and what they are all supposed to look like. It even goes um, as far as to say what a servant is supposed to look like under God's, um, uh, under his, in, in his vision of, um, uh, prosperity and success. What does it look like even to be a servant, a successful servant? That's just amazing that we can live according to God's word and be successful in every area of life, whether we are young, whether we are in our, you know, teens, twenties, thirties, fifties, whether we are 80s, elderly, every day that we are on planet earth, God says is ordained for us. In Psalms 139, it talks about how God formed us in the womb. And even as he was forming us in the womb, he knew that every single day was going to be ordained for us. That means he has a plan for every day that we are on planet earth. So I want to encourage you and I'm going to leave you with this. Get together with the Lord and pray. Go to a quiet place with your Bible, with your journal. Um, be careful if you take your Bible or, or, or your Bible app or your uh, laptop or your phone um, or, you know, a Google, something that you're going to, you know, start looking up scriptures. Be careful with that. 
just so that you don't start um, digging into, you know, what social media has to say or start like getting sidetracked with some other kind of searches. We want to be focused totally on the Lord hear what the Lord has to say, write these verses down, write these the vision down in your journal, and then pray on it. Share it with your Christian friends. Share it with your counselor, with your pastors, with your Bible study teachers. Let them pray over you, like literally grab your hands and pray over you so that you are having somebody stand in agreement. And maybe they have some wise counsel to give you. Maybe there's something that you interpreted the Bible to say one thing and your mentor can come and say, you know, you know, this is what it looks like that you're going to be a millionaire, but maybe, you know, maybe God's, you know, he's saying prosperity. Maybe that doesn't mean millionaire. Maybe it means you're going to be prosperous in joy or peace and patience. And, or maybe you're going to make a really good living, or maybe you are going to get this job, whatever that looks like, but your mentor can kind of help guide you and direct you, um, so that you are really interpreting the word of God correctly. Okay. So I'm excited because every single person listening, you have a call and a gifting on your life. You were made with a design and a purpose from God Almighty, the God of the universe who designed the sun to heat up and warm and light up planet earth at just the right distance, not too far, not too close. He designed the sun to be, um, to be warmth and light to planet earth. Just the same way he designed that, He designed you for a purpose and a plan. And so I just want to encourage you. I'm asking God to encourage and and just open up um, the wisdom, the gates of wisdom, just to pour into you, into your heart. Open your heart and just say, God, I'm asking you, number one, if you haven't asked God to be your personal Savior, if you haven't asked Jesus into your heart and your life, you want to make that step First, you want to do that first and say, Jesus, I want to live a God focused life. I'm asking you, Jesus, to come in my life and I want to do my life. I want to live my life your way so that I can do the thing that God planned and purposed for me to do. And then once you get that settled, then you can say, Lord, teach me and train me. Even if it takes four years of college to get that degree, even if it takes six years for your knight in shining armor, you know, your spouse, your, you know, your beautiful princess to come into your life. Um, you know, just wait though it tarry, wait for it, wait for the word of the Lord, because he's going to shape you and mold you even in the waiting period. Okay. All right, guys. I am so thankful that you tuned in. I hope that you continue to tune in. You can come find me at RebeccaThompson.org. Um, I would love to hear from you. You are Feel free to find my address on the website and uh, shoot me an email. Come find me on social media. I am Rebecca Coffee Thompson on um, social media, or you can find me at my fan page, my like page, at God Focused Life. Okay? I hope you have a wonderful day, and bye for now.